The show's about to start. Are you ready? to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host Iceman jeff trunapole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of joe freaking burrow now do me a favor i'm trying to get joe freaking burrow or joe burrow where you're gonna call him on my show i tweeted this out i'm trying to start a movement people let's see if it works probably won't but i'll try it anyway so if you go on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or any of these other platforms, do me a favor, tag the show, tag Joe, is a hashtag join strawberry show, Joe. Hashtag join strawberry show, Joe. Let's see if it works. I don't know. We'll find out. But if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I am up to 1,020 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertieslc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, let's get into this. We got a special guest. It's going to be a fun show. Last time he joined it was a blast, but let's hurry up and invite Guy first. It's Jeremy D. So hi, just Jeremy. What's up, man? All right, nobody cares about you. Let's get to Zim. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, where did he go? Oh, there he is. Huh. Hold on. Got to hit this first. Zim, what is up, brother? Hello, bro. How's it going, man? How y'all doing? Good, man. Long time Good. no see. I, I just saw you Monday, didn't I? Right, right. Good. I, I want to say that's a sweet looking jersey you got on right there, my brother. You like it? You like it? Look good. Look good. Look Stylish. it sweet. I, I still, I guess I got a throwback on, huh? <laughs> I see that. What? Well, I got a throwback behind me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you got that's a couple all of them. All throwback. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy's jealous because he doesn't. Good, good, Zim. I was 
to say it now. I got a couple of new ones, but I haven't. I just got them still in the plastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna break out one. I'm gonna break out oh, one dude, soon. I, dude, I threw this on as soon as I walked out of the pro shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll put, put this thing on. For everybody that's listening to Iceman right now, I want y'all to know y'all rocking with the realest, the 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 man. The, he's not no myth. He's a real living legend. And y'all watching the show. I saw him live and in person in line. <laughs> these other guys doing podcasts, they're not sitting waiting in line for no drops. They're just out here faking it. Iceman is the real deal, people. <laughs> and that's and I I can promise you he's telling you the truth because I can see Jeff doing it and I know he did it. Now, now my face is even redder than it normally is. Thanks, thanks, Sim. <laughs> Jed, brother. But I want to get to you, man, because you got a special experience that most Bengals fans didn't get to. You got a sneak preview of, of the new stripes. And that, that was because you told me you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be in Cincinnati. I'm like, oh, cool. What the, what the hang out? Didn't say one damn word about going to go see the new jerseys or anything. <laughs> but how was that, man? Man, it was great. I, you know, I, I can't – I don't even know where to begin. It was just like a whirlwind of, you know, stuff. You know, like my whole life I feel like I've been waiting for that moment to run on Paul Brown Stadium, you know, like the – it to run routes and catch passes and stuff. So, you know, like that in itself was just – indescribable and it's so crazy because now so much stuff happened and now that i'm actually finally getting you know a chance to sit back and watch some of this stuff i'm like oh yeah i did do that interview okay okay i was on on, on the news or i was like you know it was really really moving fast like i felt like when the city's on fire and people really really believe and the energy is flowing really you couldn't have told us i wasn't even in vegas or something that, you know like that we did because we right. I, I you know i was out you know, like if anybody saw me, like I was out. I, if, if it was a bar, I was there. You know what I'm saying? So um, those are the messages I was conveying to the Bengals staff. Is like, you know, you know, just keep on doing this type of stuff, reaching out to fans, getting people like yourself involved, and don't lose sight of the people that have been, you know, rocking with you guys. And you just got to show them love. They showed me love. And then I think as a result, a lot of people uh, got a chance to see that, you know, and the people like yourself that really, really believe in the Bengals, you know, is never going to be no haters or whatever, like, because everybody going to have their time to shine if we can, you know, get some dubs. Exactly. And that, all that, and speaking of getting dubs, I, I know uh, Duke Tobin has press conference today, and that was one of the best things I've heard a, not even a coach, the, the you know, semi-GM say. He goes, I want to win. I want to go out there and win every game. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. And I haven't heard anybody from the Bengals say, I mean, we've heard players say that, but this is, you know, Duke Tobin. He, you know, not, I call him the GM. He, he basically is player development person, but whatever. I mean, that's to me, that got me hyped up. I have everything he said on that press conference today. I want to win. I'm like, yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do we all. Right, I'm with you, you know. It, I, I, yeah. was, I was pretty high too. Yeah, yeah Jeremy. Go ahead, man. No, go Zim. Go after it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was, I, I didn't catch all of it. I actually was about to uh, post a clip of him just saying, like, you know, he, he was really optimistic about Joe because I'm uh, yeah. starting week one. I remember when Joe mm -hmm. got hurt, and I remember um, a lot of people, you know, just thinking the worst, and you know. It was like two kids. I wish I could shout them out right now. But a guy hit me. He said, man, 
I got the same exact tear that Joe got. I got every single thing. He said, I'm in my sixth month right now. He was like, if I was, if I was in, this is like a kid in high school or something. He was like, if I was in the NFL, you know, like I would, they would probably let me rehab this way more. He was like, you got to think Joe's in the NFL. He's like probably in the prime of his career. And at the time, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, Joe isn't going to come back to like midseason or he might not even play at all. You know that that was just like six oh, months yeah, ago. That, that was sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but yeah, I kept saying, uh, exactly. do you guys not remember Carson Palmer? I mean, he got hurt in a play game in January. He got hurt in November. I said, I expected him to be back game one. I said, you know, I, I didn't think he played in any of the preseason games or anything like that, but what's up? But this is keto. The fear that a lot of people like to capitalize on or whatever. This is a good learning lesson too, because a lot of people, when he got hurt and the people that are watching this right now, a lot of people remember how they felt. Like, oh, he'll never play again. Oh, I'm, you know, like they're so yeah. fearful of the worst before you even let it play itself out. Here we are, somebody's listening to me right now, thinking like, yep, that was me. I didn't think Joe would come back or whatever, but I'm here to tell you, I saw Joe throw. I don't yep. know if y'all saw my tweet, I, no, I witnessed it. Mm -hmm. Now, they wouldn't let me take a video, I'm sure, just out of respect to the Bengals organization. But me and uh, my partner, John Sheeran, over Cincy Jungle, we sit there. Yep. I sat there in awe. A lot of people were talking. You know, you know, we talk about Joe uh, Burrow. Yeah. To actually yeah. see it in person like like that, like it's, it was a little different in a football game in, in this weird this weird sense. But I'm talking about planting on the planting on it, throwing it. Launching nice. 50 yards, 35 slant. Well, back, yeah, you back. said he threw it. He, yeah, you tweeted. I said he threw it 50 yards off his back knee. Oh my hell yeah, <laughs> it, it, bro. He was going crazy. And so it's just like to me, it's like learning lesson. Like you never know what could happen to somebody. You never know what it's going to be. Only thing you can really do is stay the course. So a lot of times, I'm always. I feel I don't even call it argument. I'm talking to Bengals fans on different instances on. Well, you know, I, I don't want to switch subjects, but they'll they'll say, well, Riley Reefy's only for one year and stuff. I'm like, we haven't even played it out. Like, let, right. him, let, let him play some football first. I believe right. in Riley Reef. Do you think Riley Reef is good? They'll say, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's good. So why wouldn't the Bengals resign him? You know, like, exactly. but, everybody, that, that, but yes. everybody's trained to think the absolute worst. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to, like, get people that mindset but i will tell you this too and 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 to play devil advocate to my own comment right right during during the season if we were playing like trash and we don't look really good i'll be the first one to tell you that we look like trash <laughs> yeah me so too like, yeah so, pe so people that are seeing me for the first time like god damn that zim is always positive like no there's nothing to be negative about right now when everything is going the course you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I know, I know, I don't expect anything to happen because I put that out into the into the world and that that type of energy, and as a result, it's changed my life. Like people that know my story, like I, you know, what I'm saying like not you know, like I've come a long way. <laughs> right. So and I, and I did that just by changing the way I thought about different things. I'm not exactly. expecting. Um, if if we talked about this the last time I came on your show, Suell comes here. I'm not the mm -hmm. biggest believer in him, but if he throws in a Bengals jersey, I'll be a believer in him. And you know, I'm yep. not thinking of work. I'm not thinking that he won't overcome some of the obstacles that you know I think he's uh, he would be up against. And it's the same right. thing with Joe or anything like that, you know. And I just really want people to pay attention to like that aspect of 
the Duke Tobin thing is like, man, Duke Tobin's like, man, he's on course for week one. I wasn't expecting him to be on some Adrian Peters and stuff where it's just some freak <laughs> crazy stuff. But I do know that Joe has a very high tolerance for pain. I do know early on CJ Uzoma and people that were very close to him that were rehabbing with Joe always had good, you know, comments and good things to say about it. And like Joe said, he could, he understands that you could have a setback, but that's mm-hmm. not what our goal is. Right. You know, like as yep. Bengals fan, our goal is not to think about what is the worst. Our goal is to cheer for something. Yes. <laughs> right? Exactly. And that, dude, I, I've said that a lot here, especially, especially you, know, you cover the Reds here too, but especially like the Reds, they were on, they started the season five to one. And everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to keep do, keep this up the whole year and all. And all this stuff. I'm like, just enjoy it. They're five one. Like, like right now with the offseason, enjoy it. They've done all this stuff in free agency. Joe looks like he's coming back. We're going to get either Chase or Sewell. I'm team Chase. But enjoy it. It's going to be fun. Wait till something actually happens to get upset about it. Like, like you said, if they start, start out, you know, one and five or whatever, I'll be right there going, you know, hey, we got to fire this guy. We got to fire that guy. We got to do something different. You know, I'll be I'll be right all over that. But until that happens, there's no reason to be doom and gloom already. Let's be happy. Let's enjoy being Bengals fans. Enjoy the new uniforms. Have some fun, people. Right. You know, exactly. And, and it was like Zim was just saying, man, it, it's almost like, and I may have even said this uh a while back, you know, but it's our, our minds in Cincinnati have been trained to, oh, man, Kajana Carter, he's gone. Uh, Kenny Irons, uh, we take, you know, another running back, you know, out of, uh, I'm kind of dating myself here, but Auburn. Uh, Auburn. And, yep. you know, he's gone. Oh, since they can't get – then we kind of went into the whole – I wouldn't say debacle completely, but of trying, we were trying to get um, good interior linemen, good tackles. They didn't work out. It stuck into people's heads, and I kind of feel like that's the reason why a lot of our fans are the way they are. Zam, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's just kind of my thinking. It's a million reasons why, you know, like um, it's a million reasons why. I could understand, you know, uh, why you would be negative. Like to me, like I, I still think about Kenyon Martin. You know, like oh his, god, you know, like I think about that. I <laughs> yes. think about that probably like so, like maybe once a week out of my life. It just Ugh. because, but in the reason why is almost the same exact reason why I'm a big, uh, the biggest Bengal fan I am is because I go through my whole day telling all of our opposition what I call our ops telling them how good we really are, right? Right. And so I'm just like, God, you know, like, I just got to show you. And so what sense would it make? You know, I, I don't know. That's the part of fandom, you know. I, I, I always tell Ace this, too. I'd be like, you know, um, nobody can tell anyone how to be a fan. When we wanted the Bengals right. to lose, I wanted the Bengals to lose so that we could get Joe Burrow. You know, um, I, we, me and Ace were, like, the first people on that train to, to do it. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, whatever. But, like, everybody – so that's why I say no one can tell you how to be a fan. But the type of fan that I am, it's just I'm out here to prove. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. out here to prove that Cincinnati is the best. I'm not – my objective is not how Cincinnati can fail. I know there's a million ways that you can yeah, fail right. in life. Like, and I'm living proof. You know, like, I am walking <laughs> living proof. 
like I could be dead or in jail or something like that. So, you know, like I am like, I, I am, you know, like I am a big success story in that regard that I'm still out here and I'm living my life and you see me on the news or you, you saw me at Paul Brown Stadium and stuff like that. And if, if I'm there, right, anybody could be there. Right. And you, exactly. you know how I got there is just the same belief. Like if I mm-hmm. if I would if I would be really really skeptical of the front office and I did all this stuff, you know, like I would have never been there. I know that yeah. for a fact uh, because dude, I, I, I talked I talked to Elizabeth one on one eye to eye. Yeah, like, you know, I I know I know I wouldn't have been there had I been yeah, on d- Twitter dude, just I- super negative all the time and whatever. Yeah, dude, I, I'm with you on this. I mean, I, like I say this all the time. I'm just guy a guy with a. YouTube show to podcast and I got, I reached a thousand subscribers now on YouTube, which is awesome. I never, you know, then when I started doing this, it's just me and the camera and I'm doing a videotape and just putting stuff out there. I got people tweeting me out at, from at the Bengals game down, you know, for the new stripes. Like, Hey, I saw you down there. And I yelled who day at somebody as I drove by and they tweeted me out. Hey, I just saw you. I'm like, yeah, like not that I'm a celebrity or anything by no means, but it's just cool that, you know, you start from just sitting on my couch one day going, you know what, I'm going to do this, see what happens. Where I am now, you're the same way from here at you. It's positivity, man. You just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. other. And that's right. what I love about Joe Burrow with this comment right here with the scars. He goes, if you die without any scars, then you never did anything worth fighting for. If that comment right there... Yeah, if that comment right there does not make you want to run through a wall for that dude, nothing will. Right there, that's positivity right there in effect. Right, that's that's real life. You know, that's yeah. real. You know, and um, yep. some people are very content with being, you know, sour about things. When we lose or whatever, I try to fix my mind and figure out all these different reasons on why we lost. And then mm-hmm. I go to try to go fix these things and I try to go say, oh, how can we do this? <laughs> like, I'm very crazy in this sense. I will, ch- I'm, the, the Bengals will probably tell you this. I hauled up there. I've done everything you could possibly do. You know, like, I'll, I'll, I've come to Paul Brown Stadium. People have seen me with signs. I've done everything in my power to get to this point, and I'm not going to stop. You know, like, you just talked about hitting 1,000 subscribers. That is incredible. You know, some people are sitting at home that are thinking about doing a podcast you know like i never even thought about doing a podcast i just started my page just because i like i said i'm out to prove that the Bengals had talent or i was out to prove right. like you know like all these different things and then before i know it i got a page i got a podcast right. i get paid you know yeah like so you know so there's so many different things that you could take from this or whatever and you know everything in life isn't gonna be great but that star comment like that that hit home with me I mean, I posted it because I, mean, I feel like that every single day of my life. Like, you know, that's, that's exactly. what it is. Joe is that, the that's, Yeah, that's one of the reasons I started this because I got tired of all the negativity and I didn't like a lot of the shows that, you know, were local guys. They're all like, Chad Brendel said this on my show yesterday. He goes, you don't want to be that that grumpy you know, news reporter, sports reporter, you know, that they're always upset. He's like, just enjoy it. And that's what I try to put out. To me, there's so many, such negativity toward the Bengals and the Reds and 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 the Bearcats and all this stuff. I'm like, look, and, and just for Cincinnati in general, I love my city. My city is freaking awesome. You know, and I want to get that out to everybody. You know, there's the, the little big town or whatever the heck you want to call it. It's freaking great here in the Natty. So I just want to put put that out there. But did you see they can change uh, numbers now? And did you see what uh, I'm sure you already saw what Jesse Bates 
what uh what number he might be uh he might be getting yes sir three all day every day the trace i think that would be i think that would be bad as hell if he's number three that would be cool he's tweeted out i gotta get that three so I don't know if he's going to switch or not, but there's a probably a good chance that that's going to happen. Right, right. No, I think it's dope, man. I think, you know, it all goes to – it's another report I did. I, I forget the guy's name, but I did another uh, interview, and I told the guy, you know, like, you know, players, you know, feel it. I'm, uh, you know, feel what they're wearing and their uniforms and that, that plays mm-hmm. the, a part in it, you yep. know. And people – I'm a little superstitious too, so, you know, like I won't wear – certain things in certain games or certain, you know, like I want, you know, <laughs> yeah. so yep. if, you know, if a guy's telling you he want to rock a three, you know, let him rock that three and maybe right. that make him feel it. You know, I think it's yeah, dope. Exactly. I, I like, I want to, I'm interested. I know it's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, just to, I always like why, I always like wide receivers with those low numbers anyway, like ones and, yeah. and, and yeah. fives and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know if that's a college thing, just me growing up. And I was like a big Florida state fan and stuff like that. So like, all these guys that had them single digits and stuff like that, like, you know, I, don't know, I just thought that was really cool. So to see that in the NFL is really cool. So so you're cool then with uh, – that's what I wanted to ask you. With T. Higgins, he's spoken with Chad Johnson, whatever. Chad's cool with it. Are you loving that he's keeping the 85? Do you wish you'd change it? Or how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a thought on that, honestly. I, I mean, if you know, like, I don't feel like the 85 will be untouchable. I think in my mind for, like, uh, my generation, there's only going to be one 85. That is a little – that's a good question. Nobody's ever really asked me that. I never really thought about <laughs> that that much. But um, it, it doesn't really affect me that much. If, if Chad is giving him the lessons, then, you know, it's all good. Uh, but yeah, to me well, – I'm going to always remember, you know, Ocho and Ocho. Like, like, I mean, yeah. that's a major reason why I'm a Bengals fan. Yeah. But if you look at it this way, wide receiver numbers, like, I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys, but they're, but 88's always been a big wide receiver number for the Cowboys. 85, it's, it's not just Chad. You got to remember back in the day, Isaac Curtis, the original 85, another man who should be in the Hall of Fame. The so, man. I like it that Higgins is going to keep the 85 because keep that wide receiver tradition going of, well, two guys that should be in the Hall of Fame, I think, in Isaac and Chad. And hopefully maybe T can uh, follow that tradition, but we'll see. He's only had, had you, one you, year. You, all right, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something to blow your minds or maybe it might not blow your mind or whatever. What's but up? I, don't, I honestly don't think that Chad is a Hall of Famer. And, I, and I'm probably no. one of the bigger – I think he's one of the bigger Hall of Fame – I mean – I think he's one of the my favorite Bengals players of all time. But there's some guys that are in the Hall of Fame, like Heinz Ward, that don't don't have any business being there. And that's right. the reason why why Chad does deserve to be in there. But right. if, I'm, if I'm looking at, like, stats and stuff like that, if you compare – we could look at every single thing. I feel like he's, like, one or two seasons away based mm-hmm. on the criteria, if I'm yes. being honest. No, yeah. And – um. But it, but, but what, am I going to root for him for the Bengals? Hell, yeah. Hell yeah! But, but <laughs> yo, yo, yeah. And then Bengals winning football too. That also will help Chad's case. But I think if I was on the outside looking in, I would say if he would have just did like one or two of those seasons with the Dolphins, had that incident not happened or whatever, yeah. I just think that 
Um, yeah, Lynn Swan has no business being in the Hall of Fame. But, no. um, <laughs> but, but, you know, like, had they, you know, like, it, it, that, the Hall of Fame is just so tricky to me, like, because, it you is. know, the one name that they don't really, really talk about that much to me is like Corey Dillon, like, 100%. Yeah. Well, like, that to you me, cannot have Jerome Bettis. Why am I just naming Stillers that I? It, there's a there's a yeah, lot yeah, of because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. true. You you keep cussing on my show. It's the Squealers, <laughs> brother, not the Steelers. We call them the Squealers. <laughs> yeah, I get that straight. But, but dude, you know, I think this is what's going to help. Honestly, do the Ring of Honor, the first two. This is going to help because that's I think it's been one of the issues that the Bengals have not done a good enough job or any job at all, promoting their former players. And with us actually starting the Ring of Honor with the first two, which were obvious, Paul Brown and Anthony Munoz, you know, and then hopefully Ken Riley and Ken Anderson to be the next two, I think that push is going to get them over the top, hopefully, at least for the two Kens, to get break the door down to get more Bengals in there. You're right. And if you don't mind, real quick, Zim, I just wanted to agree with you, man, because the way you just put that was solid. Um, when we were talking about the Hall of Fame. You, you're talking about some players in there that shouldn't be standing outside to buy a ticket. <laughs> and then you start bringing some Bengals in there that deserve it, and then that makes you say, well, maybe he is a Hall of Famer then. If this guy is, or if this guy is, or if this guy right, right. But that, that, that's, the, that's to be where, where yeah, it's, that, it's, that's, it's political. That, it's it's the, the squealers that got all the Super Bowl rings. They got the right. ring of honor. And oh, that's yeah. why oh, yeah. they got in there. I mean, I don't give a crap about it, but that's why Lewis was in there. Yeah. And right. because yeah, they made one really good catch of Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah, it, it, it's really murky waters because uh, another, I, I'm not a, I, I'll be the first one to tell you I live in Washington, D.C., so I absolutely cannot stand the Cowboys, right? Someone in the yeah. comments just mentioned Emmitt Smith. Do I, be, now this is the, this is the one thing. Anybody that knows anything about football, watches football or anything, you know that Emmitt Smith by no way, shape or form can mess with Corey Dillon, Barry Sanders, any of these guys that you know that are elite rushers, right? But I will say the caveat to that, that the biggest uh, when I was in high school, uh, one of my coaches told me the biggest asset to any club is availability. So there is right. something to be said about right. Emmitt Smith, like mm -hmm. always being available, always, yep. even yeah. when he's hurt. You know, like, but if we're talking about just like raw talent and like how well you can play the game of football and stuff like that, and him running behind the offensive lines that he ran through, yeah, like I mean, the Squillers. Are living proof of that. They could make a James Conner or any of these guys every year under their system nope. get right. a thousand yards, you know. And there, there is a little bit of credit that is deserving for that for having that system in place and being available. So, like I yep. said earlier, Ocho, I'm kind of digging them because he wasn't available for those last two years. If he would have just had like 800 something yards or something like that, I feel like AJ Green is kind of like the same thing. He just needs like one or two more years. Of like eight hundred thousand yards, and I think he's a lot, a lot, lot. stone cold lot. But if he doesn't do that and he's not available to do it, or he gets hurt, then you know that's where the conversation super gets murky because we all know that AJ Green, out of that generation of those wide receivers, Calvin and everybody like that, and Larry, you know, like he's there. I mean, it's Calvin, Larry, Julio, 
that you know those guys right there they have to get right. in but his numbers might not line up when it's all said mm-hmm. and done this is another question i have for everybody too now that we're playing 17 games like how does that work like how yeah. are we, you well, know like we, how are we judging everybody now they got an extra game to go get yeah. they are. Well, that you, you can never be 500 either. You got an uneven amount of games, so you can't be five. There is no eight and eight. You can't, you can't go, you know, nine and nine. <laughs> You'll, you know, there, there won't be a 500. So there, there's a very good chance. And like, like last year for the NFC least, we're going to have, we could have multiple teams that are under 500 make the damn playoffs. It, exactly. And, and the and I think what you're getting at to Zim at the same time is, you know, 17 games. That, that's a whole, that's an extra game. I mean, you play, you know, ten years. That's ten extra games on your at the end of your career than all these other guys, you know, had in their past. Hell, some of them only played. Uh, I can't remember the exact number with the AFL and all that. But uh, now we're up to seventeen, and a lot of these guys are going to start racking up numbers. You add games, mm-hmm, right? You add numbers, yeah. right? Oh, exactly. You add a whole, right. a whole game. Yeah, you're definitely going to add numbers to, to rushing, wide receiving, all, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's going to yeah. change stuff. I mean, it's definitely yeah, going to change stuff. That, that part right there really bothers me because that really messes with history. And I know a lot of people think I'm probably, like, younger, but I'm not that young. But, you know, like, I don't want to see – my favorite players get duped out by other dudes just because they got an extra game. Like that stuff right. really matters to me. And I take, you know, like I don't take I take the Hall of Fame and stuff like that really, really serious. So yeah. um I just don't I don't that's not fair at all. If I'm if, if I'm if I'm a player, I understand that's an extra week of a paycheck. But in the yeah. long term, you know, because you know when they, they get paid every Monday, all my friends oh. that you know that ever been yep. in the league, like that check, you know, that direct deposit is Monday. Yep. So you know like you you get one extra week or whatever, but long term or whatever for the, you know, like I'm very sensitive about like some of these things changing the rules and everything like that because it just really messes with, it hurts our cause for some of these players. Like, you know, like now Corey Dillon's of the world, Ken Riley's of the world, Ken Anderson's of the world now mm-hmm. have an even harder up right. battle to fight mm-hmm. because you got all these right. lesser than players with more games or the rules are now bent in their favor. That's why it's very important as Bengals fans. We really lobby you to get these guys in because before you know it, you know, I'll yeah. be old and gray sitting at home thinking, telling y'all about, you know, how great Ocho Cinco was. And, right. And, the, right. and people will be like, oh, yeah, I bet he was, you know. And then, <laughs> but why does his numbers not look good, you know, compared right. to this guy? But, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. I mean, if, if and I, I don't know if Chad, Chad has ever come out and said this, but if he had kept on the trajectory that he was on, he and did it for another, you know, four or five years. Yeah, definitely. He'd be a hall of famer. No, no doubt. But when he made the choice to, yeah, that he did, he was tired of Cincinnati. He didn't want to play. And he said, he lifted no weights and did, you know, he had that terrible year and then he came back to, for one more year and had a really good year with, with a uh, TO. And then he was gone after that. It just, it, and he was never the same. He had that. And that's one thing that football players have to realize too. Is, is we, as we talk about, you're in the moment. You have to enjoy the moment. And wherever you're at, if you are balling out, you need to keep trying to ball out. And if Chad right. could have done that for a couple more years, yeah, I think he'd be a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. But right. let's get, get back to Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. So I put on the on the chat, you know, I talk about that the Bengals Hall of Fame is going to help them get in. They're like, okay, well, how, well, why is Dan Fouts in the Hall of Fame and not Ken Anderson? That's a good question. I I fight that all the time. I have no idea. Ken Anderson 
was a better quarterback, two-time MVP, won to a uh, Super Bowl. Dan Faust never made it to the Super Bowl. Dan, uh, uh, Ken Anderson beating twice. I have no idea why Dan Fouts is in the, in, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and not Ken Anderson. You know, I'm not I saying think- Dan Fouts doesn't deserve it, but if he's in, Ken Anderson damn should be should be in there. It's 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 not even close. Well, we all know the answer is because he wears black and orange. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. That's the only reason. That's the only reason why they can keep out any of these guys. You know, that's right. the only reason. That's the only legitimate reason. It is now, I mean, so it's simple. Not, it's, not, it's, it's not a legit reason, but you know what I'm saying? But that's the it's, only, it's the real reason, yeah. It, it's the real reason. It, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, just like you were saying, too, earlier, Zim, about um, A.J. Green, man, you know, I I think – I well, actually, I thought this year was going to be a breakout year. I mean, Burrow, A.J., what more could you ask for with Boyd, except, you know, whatever – in the beginning, Uzama. Um, Uzama. Oh, did we lose him? No, nah, he turned. No, nah, he's there. Oh, he okay. Off, he turned okay. the camera off for a minute. Um, but I was just saying, you know, I felt I feel the same way. Like I was, this was going to be the year that AJ was going to overtake Chad's records and and his touchdowns and his yardage, whatever it was. I can't remember exact exact for you know, what it was. I, but and it never happened. And the way he looked this year, it makes me wonder. I don't. Do you think that he's got two years left to put up numbers with the right team, which would be? But where do you go? Arizona. Cardinal. Yep. Cardinals. Yeah. Um, do you think he's got two years with the Cardinals, where where he can uh, push himself into the Hall of Fame at this point? Well, somebody will have to tell me. What is the threshold? Because somebody in the chat just now just said, well, he's 3,000 yards behind A.J. Green. And to me, like I said, he's got like two or three more years to me that just have good years. I think the hall is a little bit about consistency as well. So it's such a difficult question to answer because there is no – for us, I hate to say it like that, like for us – you can't just go by like stat lines, you know, like, you know, like if, oh, if my player gets to this yardage or whatever, I think seeing AJ have success in another uniform and just consistency, he might end up with less. And I think that might go a, a lot longer. But, but, but I guess for a Bills fan, you probably, you probably focus in on the fact that Ocho Cinco just went eight years where he was just the greatest. Falling out. Like yeah. falling out on Great. like yeah. Provo pro every single year, like absolutely top three wide receiver, like every for eight years straight. But for us, that's not enough. And right. I that's what it, you know. So like Jeremy, that's a, that's a that's a tough question to answer. I just think that if people saw him ball out like this, like look at Larry Fitz before mm-hmm. he just retired, he'd have great years. But the consistency and just the stigma in the mind condition of seeing them going out there, mm-hmm. you know, ESPN is going to give him a couple of highlights. If he has a good block, if they're winning yep. and he does something one day, it's just like people un- need to understand like media conditioning and just conversations and stuff like the same way I was talking about earlier about Joe's knee. It's just mm-hmm. a conditioned thought that it's going to be really, really bad. The line is the absolute worst in football. It's all these different things. 
that if you really, really think about it, they just simply aren't true. But that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's almost like you have to condition fans, the media, the writers that do this, that you could keep on doing this and do it above. I think it would be a lot for people just to see AJ at his age uh, still do really well. Even in what I say really well is like play 15 out of 17 games a year mm-hmm. and, and have 800 to 1,000 yards. Like just that to me for two more years probably makes him a Hall of Famer to me. Just because it would be awful damn close. It would be really close because I don't think it's really just about stats. Yeah, the like thing it's, is, there's, there's just no, about like, like that. I don't know if there there's a, a line of demarcation. Okay, you hit this, you're a Hall of Famer. You hit this, you're not. I mean, let, let's go to Ken Rowley. Ken Rowley's fifth all time still in interceptions, still, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Everybody above him's in it. Everybody's below him's in, in it. So there's no. It, it's it's a it's I hate to say it, it's a popularity contest. You have to have the numbers, but then you you gotta be. One of the teams that people are like, oh, well, yeah, you played for such and such team, so definitely you you should go in. I mean, right. it's uh, that's where I get with the Ken Anderson and, and Ken Riley. It's I don't understand why they're not in there. It, it doesn't make any sense. But real quick, I want to get this out of the way, and then we we'll get back it, it, to the it, conversation. It, 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 yeah, just they just play for the Bengals all the time. That's what. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. This is uh, you're watching the uh, Sports Strawberry Ice on YouTube. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I got my boy Zim Hooday. He's from Orange is the New Black Podcast. You also got your own channel, too, don't you, on, on YouTube? You too? Yeah, Zim? just put in Zim, Zim Hude. It'll pop right up. There you YouTube. go. Exactly. So I didn't want to I didn't want to uh, interrupt their conversation, but I like to put that up there just in case. Uh, for some reason, people don't know who you're watching, you know. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I, treat, I treat everybody as though they've never seen me before. Like, you notice that every time I talk yeah. to you, yeah. I'm like, Hey, if you've never seen my face before, here I am. <laughs> well, I was funny. Like, well, yeah. Well, I was standing in line for the for the uh, jerseys uh, Monday. I just started talking, and it just cracks my son up. I just start talking you know, to. I just start talking to whoever we're talking football. Standing in line, so I'm like, "Hey," I said, "You guys are Bengals fans, right?" They're like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "You ever subscribe to Sports Strawberry?" So they're like, "No." I was like, "All right, we well, need to su- subscribe to my channel." They're, they're like, "What?" <laughs> like, what? And then they always go. What's the name again? <laughs> like, like sports strawberry ice. I got a red face, so it's like a strawberry. <laughs> you know, you know the worst thing about you know it's so funny you asked me to come on here too because the one thing that I walked away from, and I hate that I think like this too. I'd be like, man, I, you know, I don't like to live in the past. But I'd be like, all right, how could I do something different? When I walked through that line, immediately I had told um, I forgot I told somebody as soon as I went in the building, but they were kind of rushing me. When you yeah. saw me, they were like, hey, yeah. you got to be at this place at X right. amount of time because they want to be right. downstairs and talk to, like, the media and talk to something else. But I was like, dang, I wanted to talk to all those people in that line right there. I wanted to go through and, and, and like, shake everybody's hand in that line. Right. And I'm right. so glad that you were like, hey, man, what's up? Because right. had I not done it, I was trying, like, because I knew if I made eye contact with everybody in the line, I would have had to, like, go, like, just how I am. Right. I right, would have been right. like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm Zim. I'm, I'm glad yep. you're here. Like, I yep. did that to Eric, and I was so mad. I was like, damn, I couldn't. I, I wish I could have did that. I told my wife yeah. that too. I was like, oh, it was this line of people. I was yep. so happy that people were actually like standing outside waiting for it. And lo and behold, Iceman was standing there. And I just, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. That means a lot to me, man. I think that's crazy because anybody go online and just order it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I wanted to be there. Well, the funny That's thing awesome. was when, when I got out of line, because I didn't know you went backstage. I thought you were standing in line behind me. So I got out, and that's where I kind of look around for you. I'm like, where the hell is Zim at? I said, where, where, does anybody know where Zim went? And then later, then I started walking around the stadium doing doing you know vid, a video clip for my for the video I put out on Monday. And then I'm driving home. Then all of a sudden, I see your ass on Twitter inside the inside the uh, the uh, the, uh, the pro shop. And you got Mike Daniels on there. I'm like, damn, I should have waited. <laughs> I could, I could. Oh talk. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I was like, crazy. man, I could. I almost oh. forgot I even did that live. That's how crazy. That's how crazy. <laughs> since, bro, Cincinnati was so loud and turnt this weekend. That's how crazy it is. I almost forgot I did right. that. I almost did yep. another live with another player. Like, uh, look, we're gonna do something later on. But we, me and Mike came up with an idea. He was like, "Man, since I can't be right there. I think we should just do like a live Q and A." So I was like, "I was like, cool." As soon as they show me the jerseys, we're gonna do it. But when we right. were down, when I went down there, when you saw me, I was at the media part where right. they just unveiling it for the first right. time. And they were really, really, you know, like you couldn't be really, really loud because people were interviewing oh, and stuff. So, yeah, so yeah, I was, yeah. so, so I was like, Mike, when I go upstairs to the pro shop, and I'm thinking you're gonna be out there. That's the <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have, man. I should have done it right. then. I wouldn't think about it. <laughs> that was the funny. Yeah, that, I would have told. I would have told you off camera, but I thought that was a great story. That is like when I finished that up, I was like, "All right, cool. I can go up there. Iceman's still gonna be up there. Like it's still, you know, he's probably doing his thing." And then yeah. I'm gonna just do like a live and stuff. Because when I first started that live with Mike uh, Daniels, I was on there and I just was telling people like, "Hey, like I ever met Mike Daniels before?" And I would walk up to people in store and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, like. Right. That's all. So I just, I don't know. I just thought that was like a cool thing to do. Like that right there, that, cool. was, that was a little different. I got some really good ideas that if people just stick around and kind of watch us or whatever, uh, right. you know, we're going to do some cool stuff. And I hate to do this on your show, but I do have a a, a good interview coming up on Wednesday. So if you- oh, uh, go for it. I'm, I'm sorry to hold up. Today's Wednesday. Today's it's going to be tomorrow. So, so oh. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I do have a really good interview tomorrow too. Oh, what 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 time? What time are you are you doing that live, or is that gonna be a tape? I think it's gonna be live. I gotta check in with Ace. So if you guys don't follow us on YouTube, just follow me at Zim Hude on YouTube, Orange is the New Black Podcast, like Iceman said earlier. Yep. Uh, but uh, it, it's gonna be a pretty good interview um, tomorrow night, eight, 8 p.m. So uh, so cool. so we don't get any. No love. It could be a man, a woman, <laughs> long hair, short hair. We don't get no, no hint. We got to watch. I give you, a, I'll give you a couple of hints. He's a really, really huge Bengals fan. He's got over a hundred thousand followers. Uh, he does not play football. Okay, I got no clue. <laughs> but I will check it out tomorrow because I know, because uh, Zim or not Zim, Ace is going to be on the show with me tomorrow. And I was hoping, I was trying to line it up to get. Get both of you guys on here. And we go four wide, but it w- wasn't able to work it work it out that way. But it's all right. I, I, I got you today. I'll get Ace tomorrow, so he'll be on my show, and then we can grill him tomorrow to try to find out who you guys got on. Oh, <laughs> I'm like Zim already already spoke beans. Yeah, he'll tell you. I'm pretty sure he'll tell you. I'm nah, pretty. Cool. If, he, if he does, that's cool. Whatever. I, I'm just good, I'm just giving you crap, dude. I, it, hey, I, I, for anybody who's watching, watch out here. If you guys have not subscribed to Orange is the New Black Podcast, please do. These guys are awesome. They do a great job interviews. They they get Bengal players. They've been doing this what longer than I have. I still haven't gotten one yet. That's why I'm trying, Zim. I'm trying. And I, and I tweeted you out on this. I'm trying to get Joe Burrow. I'm, I know it's a big swing, and I'm probably not going to get him. 
But I'm tweeting out the hashtag. Oh, what did I say? Joe. Oh, what, what was the hashtag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> join join Strawberry Show, Joe. That's the hashtag I'm trying to put out there. See if I can get Joe Burrow to come on. So, And if you guys are watching, tweet it out. See, see what happens. Like I said, it's probably not going to happen. But, hey, I figure I'd, I'd take my shot and see. See what's well, going on, but I think I think it, I think it can happen. You never know, man. So hey, I did the same thing. In my, uh, uh, the, I was say, the Bengals asked me one time. They was like, "Hey, um, uh, you, you ever need some players?" And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I, I can kind of interview a lot of different players, right? So they was like, "You you need any players?" And then uh, the, you know, like we want to help you out with some of that stuff, and you know, we love your positive. I was like, "Yeah, yeah give me Joe Bur-. I was like, "Give me Joe." They were yeah, like, "Joe." <laughs> They were like, Joe, I was like, uh, bro. And then they all had like, they, they all like laughed and were like, oh, this guy's serious. And I was like, I kept the same straight face. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, and, it, and, you, and if you don't do it, I'm going to go get him myself. So maybe right, I'll exactly. find him. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of positivity, that's one thing I love about Mike Daniels. I love his positivity on, on your interviews that he's done with you. His positivity about the Bengals. His positive about Joe freaking Burrow. And his positivity about Zach. Taylor and Joe Burrow even said that on the podcast with Chris Collinsworth, the positivity of how they are all in with Zach Taylor. Cause I know Zach Taylor's being getting crushed by the news media and you know, which I mean, it's rightfully so he hasn't won that many games, but when you got your players, cause they ain't got to say that, you know, they don't have to say any of the stuff that they're saying about, about, about Zach, but they choose to do it. That's a good thing. I think. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was waiting on you, man. I, yeah, I, I was waiting for both of you to start talking. Yeah. Hey, this is about yeah. you, brother, but go ahead, man. No. No, I agree. You know, I, I never um the yeah, I I, I just uh, I 100% agree. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, I got you. I got you. I, 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 I tweeted something. It was more it was more of a statement than a question, so. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, I, I and like, I'm the same way about it. Too, because I you know like, what? Yeah, no, I was gonna say uh, earlier. I tweeted that that Joe has a ringing endorsement for Zach earlier, and somebody mm-hmm. hit me, and it was like, "Well, what is he supposed to say?" I'm like, "Dude, I watch a lot of interviews. He, he could just say, he could say, yeah, I'm going to work here.' You know, like that's the clip yeah. or whatever. But for him to go out of his way and say Zach right. is gonna be one of the best in the league, that's right. somebody I have a special that's, bond with. That's my point. That's he a, does not. That's have a little. That. That's a little different. Yeah, that's super right. different. And then exactly. from what Tobin said on into what Burrow's been saying and Daniels has been saying, and there's been a lot of uh, a positive energy coming out of Cincinnati right now, and that is a good thing to have. Exactly. Now, I know uh, if you guys haven't watched uh, Zim and uh, Ace, they did uh, Civil War Two, and I was on the original one with uh, – team chase so everybody knows me and zim and jeremy are team chase and i want to put uh, that that one this one nope that's it where's that ah i had it up here <laughs> oh here it is i want to put this up this right here is one of the biggest reasons that i think the Bengals need to get chase they are they go with three wide receivers sets seven or 79 i'll get it right here 82 percent of the time that's second in the league if you get a guy like jamar chase that can open the top of the defense, that's going to change Joe Burrow's life. <laughs> you know, because Chris Collins was said it on, on the podcast, you know, you're above average on the, the passes, you know, 20 yards or less, but you're below average 
on, you know, above that. And that was the exact opposite in college. And to me, I think the reason for that is he didn't have anybody to go get the ball. And everybody's like, well, you need the offensive line. You need the offensive line. True. But if you don't get that, that wide receiver, you're not going you, you, to, to open it up. You're not going to have the time to, or you're not going to have that receiver to catch the ball. So we got the offensive line. I think pretty much well fixed. I think we're going to get a good solid guard in the second round. You get chase dude. It's going to be absolutely a blast to watch him and Joe Burrow take on the, uh, a- NFC AFC North. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I'm so exhausted in the conversation for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you know what happened? Like, like a week ago, I finally stopped really fighting the people that just don't want to understand, you right. know, why you don't draft Sewell. You know, right. like I finally came to grips with it. You know, the sad part about it is this: as a Bengal fan, and this is the one thing that's going to break my heart is that say say we 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 could lose a game the Sewell enthusiast is always going to say y'all should have got Sewell to block yep if, if yep. we win if we win a game they'll yep. get super they'll get super super quiet but the moment it could be the super bowl yep. it could be anywhere you could win yep. a super bowl they probably yep. would just come back and say well you if you had Sewell you would have did it faster Sewell could could go and break his leg, be out the league next year. A a Sewell enthusiast would say, well, if he was playing for the Bengals, that would never happen. You (laughs) see what I'm saying? So it's no no way to take somebody off their spot. So what I've done is just gone to the realization I have the respect what people want to do as far as they pick. Ultimately, neither one of us have the choice. And I can, and I, and, and I learned from that whole team chase, team Sewell thing, that I just cannot, you cannot change someone's mind. You can only show them. But some people, some people just don't want to be shown. When, and I don't want to bring politics into this, but people pick political people that they like. And right. the person could tell you that they're, you know, like they could get caught for whatever. <laughs> it could right. be, you know, whatever, you know, politicians. But yep. people that stick to them or whatever, they still just look like all that stuff and say nope that's the guy that i want to vote yeah. for and it really doesn't matter and, 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 and for me like, and it's like, the same thing with this yeah and like i said like i'm team chase but if the Bengals draft sewell i'm not gonna be upset i mean it I, I'm, that's fine if that's the, what they choose that's cool because i don't think we really can go wrong either way but i really do think it's it's first round second round it's either gonna be an offensive line first and a wide receiver second round or a wide receiver first round and offensive line second round I, and, that's and, what and, I really, and, and i would hate that I would hate like look look look. I'm gonna tell you what. Like this is how this is how I tell people I'm not. When I tell y'all the second round is the sweet spot, the value, and the lineman of the future yes. is gonna be your tackle right. or your guard, or, or your guard. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really truly mean that. So even yep. if you I, dra- even if you draft Sewell, I still double want down. that same double down. Guy. Yeah, and that's how I don't care if right. you draft Sewell or not. Like this is how y'all know I'm not bluffing. And I yep. don't have a dog in this fight, even though I am Team Chase. But I don't have, like, I really mean it when I say the Leatherwoods of the world, the Cosmies of the world that'll be there in the second round will be a better value, a bigger, uh, you know, uh, bigger asset, I think, to the organization if you go get that guy. 
And if you go get Panay in the first and then you pair him up with that guy, I think instantly that makes us yeah. like a top, a top 10 offensive line right. in the National Football League. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's the route to go. If you think, and this is the reason why Jamar Chase, team Chase people exist to me, is because the type of wide receivers that are in this draft mm-hmm. are meant for depth right. to replace like Alex Erickson and guys that we lost mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whatever. The guys, the guys that are after the first round are not key contributor guys on paper. If they come out and end up being Marvin Jones's of the world and you draft them in the fourth round or whatever, that may happen. But on right. paper, as a prospect, those prospects don't exist. I said, yeah. look at these guys right here size-wise to my Panay friend. Um, <laughs> I said, look at these guys size-wise. Do you see anybody that looks remotely like anywhere the build of DK Metcalf, anywhere the build of T Higgins, anywhere like mm-hmm. any of these guys, mm-hmm. like that wide receiver doesn't even exist in this draft. And if right. it does, it's a raw version of it, like a 6-2 guy that will mm-hmm. be drafted in the fifth round. Are you going to say that after the set you just showed 82% of the time, you know, yeah, we're in three personnel, is that the guy that you want to be your third option? I right. didn't take I didn't take coming off a shoulder injury. Is that the guy that you want to be? Michael the Thomas. Michael right. Thomas. My, yeah. Michael Thomas. Like, you know, that's the guy that you want to be your third option. And I think, you know, if you're drafting Sua, you gotta really buy into the fact that like you want to change the dynamic of the team too. Like right. it's not just draft Sewell and that's gonna make us better. It's draft Sewell, go get another offensive line, run the football way more, get right. out of three wide and steps, I don't like like I don't think changing. Zach's gonna do that. Right, exactly. Like his job is damn near on the line. Like you know, like right. this exactly. concept of four is is and a lot of people say, well, Andrew Whitworth played guard his first year. Yeah, but we don't have the luxury to have. Wait, Sewell is like a is a luxury pick to me almost now because like you got to figure out where to put him. Like it's like it, it's it's so not natural. Somebody that says it's like a good fit. Like it's not yeah. natural at all. Like you got to. Move people that you just signed. You got to have uncomfortable conversations with people to uh-huh. even make it happen. It doesn't even make sense to me. But I want to I clarify something. I, I'm not trying to call Willie out at all. But when we were on, on the Civil War, the first one, I said that exact same thing. I said uh, 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 Whitworth played guard at first. And he go, and he's like, oh, no, he hated that. I was like, well, I know, but he still, <laughs> he still played guard. So – Nothing against Willie, but right. I was right. He played guard first, and then they kicked him out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. So, and, but but then, but, then, but then they use that same they use that same argument on me on the next show, or even on Twitter. So yeah. people use that argument with me all the time. And the biggest thing is about drafting value, best player available and stuff. The reason why guards work, like I have another chart that I wish I could show you. I'll show you off the show. But I met with Pro Football Focus while I was in Cincy, of course. Too, I did that first night Ooh. out for drinks and everything like that. So I know, you because, guys are down the blind pig. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have known. I, I, was was giving, on, I was giving Jim hell about that earlier. I would have showed up. Like, that was Saturday or Sunday. But on oh, su- Sunday, Sunday night, yeah. Okay, but on Friday or Saturday, my first night there, I was with my boy Evan McPhillips. And yeah. I was, uh, uh, you know, just talking stuff. And we were just talking about, like, how easy it is to get a guard. And right. the year one rookie guards, mm-hmm. 860 snaps on average for a first-round guard. Like, if you in 784 second uh, for second round guard out of the position, I mean out of all the, other, the positions, the only other position that was even remotely close was like running back because they're like the two easiest you know positions to fill. 
So that's right. where the value part comes in to me. It's like you're mm-hmm. not drafting top five on a team with this many holes right. or got to play guard. Right. That, that, right. Alone, that, no. that alone just kills the whole thing. And then if you look at the – go look at the draft. Go look at the top ten. Who outside of us even would even want to draft Sewell? If Sewell right. is as good as everybody says he is, why are the Falcons all over him? Right. They're in the same, they're in the same right. position we are in. Yep. Like, yep. you don't hear one report of Sewell going to the Falcons because he's not going to change the radar. He's not going to move the meter that much. And teams understand that. Now, if you have a really good or average line, I think you add him to it, or you had an opening at the tackle position, plug and play top five. You don't right. have time to be trying to train guys on the fly, trying to get them to the next level, figure out mm-hmm. what if Riley Reed plays well. Then what do you right. really do? You right, know, like right. so, it's like so many different attributes, so many different variables yeah. that go into it. To me, where whereas you just look at Jamar Chase and say, "Look, week one, mm-hmm. you are X receiver. This yep. is what we're going to run. We're not changing yep. nothing. Everybody on the team is telling you the office. This is what we did. This is what we did on this play. This is like everybody knows what we're doing. You're not changing right. nothing. And everything right. that Zach has done thus far is now this is his chance to show mm-hmm. what he can do." Joe feels comfortable. He has he has all, all season to launch into all his training, all of his playbook stuff. He doesn't change anything. All he mm-hmm. does is insert Jamar Chase in it right. to the same snaps that AJ the ball Green out. did. The, yep. in, the, in, in the ball's out faster, pre-read, mm-hmm. nobody's mm-hmm. double teamed. They didn't have to double team AJ early in the year. They did that. But on this team, Jamar Chase, y'all got me fired up. On this team, <laughs> on, this, that's what this I do, is, baby. <laughs> so the the Sewell thing is one thing. Like it's not even a comfortable fit. The second, right. the big, the other biggest point to me is this: there's going to be very few times in life where it's a unicorn matchup where it just fits like a glove, right. and with a talent this high. Jamar Chase mm-hmm. going to the Lions or the Dolphins versus going to the Bengals is so different, and mm-hmm. that's to me what life is about: like being at the right place at the right time. If Jamar Chase is going to the Dolphins or the Lions. I'm thinking maybe he might succeed, maybe he doesn't. You know, it's 50-50. Him going to the Bengals is such a unique opportunity in this. He'll never see a double team. And, right. if, he get, and if he gets double team, we'll just kill you with Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins. Right. So it's, no. it's, it's, exactly. Like, to me, That's why I like, keep – brother, like I keep saying it. Like anybody knows anything about yeah. football, like if yeah. you really, really know about football, you know that's a nightmare for defenses. Like nobody wants to go against that. Like nobody yeah. is, nobody is, no defensive coordinator in the NFL is losing sleep over right. us drafting as well. And that is, and that in itself is very telling. The, the opposition will tell us to go get Panay uh, well because they just fall into the casual narrative of, okay, y'all got a block, y'all got Joe Hurt, because that's not a threat to them. You could right. go get an offensive lineman right now. Go talk to your Steeler friend. Go talk to your Raven fan. They're like, go draft Sewell. You guys are idiots if you go get Chase. The reason they're saying that is because he's not a threat. Yeah. TJ Watt is right. saying, what? I got a 19-year-old right there across from me, and I can just go one-on-one with this right. guy? Right. The, Cam Hayward is saying, that's the guy that I get to uh, go year, like year one? Like, they're licking yep. their chops. Like, are you the, the hit rate for him being successful in the National Football League is cool. I think he's going to be a great pro. That's a whole yeah. different conversation. But for immediate success, like winning right now, right they now. Are going, yep. he's going to have bad reps. There's going to be mm-hmm. mistakes that are made. The difference mm-hmm. is one bad rep is a sack. 
one bad rap from Chase is a incomplete pass. Yeah, or, or it'll throw or it throws to somebody else. Because right. like you said, you got you got you Boyd, <laughs> you got Higgins, you got Chase. Oh my, I want to make a freaking shirt for that. <laughs> but that dude, that is unbelievable. I mean, that that's gonna be like I said, that to me is as good as as Chad uh uh Hoosh and, and Chris Henry. We we got and we killed is, people. Is anybody right. remember that? We uh, right, right. killed yeah. people then. Yeah. I mean, so, if you're looking at Pat Mahomes and or any of these guys, like they had, he had the weapons right there before they cleaned it up. Like his first year, him going out the playoff, everybody then came back and said, "How can we shore up the line, or how can we make this elite?" Then when the board had like a Sewell or somebody on there, and then and they and, you know they shored up everything with their line because they had a lot of deficiencies on defense as well. So they shored up those things later on. But early on, it was all about, like, give them all these weapons to make them really, really good. People right. like to focus on what they've seen last. I like to look at a lot of these different things and learn from it. You know, like, that people also get spooked by the unicorn situation that the Chiefs had in the playoffs as well, where you had a unique scenario where a guy, your best lineman goes down, right? Yep. Now you just – and now in addition to the other guys that went down, right, and then you had a coach – in conjunction with that, that refused to change the game plan and didn't right. say, let me run the ball. Yes, yes. Andy Reid, for all the credit that he gets, all the credit that he gets, that was the yep. worst game plan yep. combined yep. with you have now some some guys off the couch. That's like uh, if we went to the Super Bowl and we put John Jerry out there to start. Right. Right. Yeah. But Bengals fans don't realize that. They just see bad line play and they say, oh, well, that was, uh, yeah, that's what will happen if you don't get sued. That's such a casual thought. Because right. the same person that told you that was the same person cheering their ass off when Joe was thrown for 400 yards every week. Yeah, that same dude. Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you you had a, you had a great point right there, and people don't bring that up too much about the Super Bowl. Yeah, they messed up. They knew they didn't have the tackles, but they still tried to run the same offense. You can't, and and they should have figured that out at least by halftime. That you and and it's yeah. not like they don't have great running backs on that team. They could have ran the ball. They could have done something different. But they didn't. It, it, so anybody that, say anybody that tell you that we had the worst line in football? Now this is nothing. I think this is. I got into this. I think maybe with Ace or something. Pretty much all of my disagree. I use Ace actually as a measuring stick for every single thing, and he probably doesn't even realize it. I really feel like <laughs> I, I live my life trying to combat everything that he's thinking, and, and it's a it's a beautiful thing for me. But <laughs> this, this is one thing I said. I said, bro, we we're not the worst uh, offensive line of football. He was like, yes, we are. I'm like, all right, we're not. But but we're not, not good. We're, the, we're not good. Out of, out of 32 teams, we're the 24th ranked offensive line of football. Now, is yeah. that something to brag about? Heck no. But I'm not going to sit there and act as though the sky is falling and I'm about to draft every single position. Uh, I mean, draft every single pick at offensive line in right. order to be the number one offensive line. Like, I right. just need above average or I need to be able to fill my spots and come back to the drawing board again and again until right. I get it right, you know. But I can't waste all of my draft capital fixing something. And the reason why I know that they're not, they're not the worst football uh, or offensive line of football, the people that tell you that we're so terrible, right? Ask yeah. those same people, well, what happened when we played the Steelers? Or Squidward, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. What happened? What happened? What happened? If if the line was so we whooped bad, that ass. Is what happened? We, we came. We came in with Finley. We came yep. in with Finley. Everybody was blocked. Little to none pressure. A good game plan. What I just talked about, Andy Reid didn't do. How you right. combat, uh, you know, bad offensive line play. Uh, what happened in the Titans game? What happened in the first half of the? 
And what happened in the first half of the Washington football team? We were to win that what, game. What happened, was, what happened with Joe Burrow yeah. through for 450 on the Browns? Where was yep. this bad line at then? Like, mm-hmm. talk to the, yeah. like, show me those games that the line was just right. so insufferable that he couldn't drop back. Like, like what I saw in the Super Bowl, that's a different level of yeah. poor, poor offensive line. Like, we were right. never that. Like, we're well, is running the, for his life. Like, no. The thing is, too, like if, if you look at if you look at the offensive line right now, with right now, before we draft anybody, compared to the uh, offensive line at the beginning of last year, it's already better. You got Spain at guard, Sophia at guard, Riley Reef at tackle. Right there, that's already better than what we had at the beginning of last year. So that's where my people are like they haven't addressed the offensive line. They have, <laughs> you know. And and Trey Hopkins hopefully is going to be back game one. Which it look, it's looking like it. So I mean, dude, we get a guard in the they, second round. Like, they can be good. It, they get a tackle slash guard like Braddon's uh, or Leatherwood or, or Leatherwood, Leatherwood or Leatherwood yeah. or Cosme. Those three right there to me. Yeah. Uh, right. And then, yeah. all right. So this is the game plan. Those are the three right there. The guy yep. that's in the comments that's saying, this is why I want 2L at five. Let me talk to you. <laughs> the drop off. Preach on, Jim. Preach on. Let's go. <laughs> listen, the drop off, like if he was generational, he would never make it to number five, right? The drop-off from his skill and what he can do from a technique standpoint to the guys that I just named are very, very – it's not a big drop-off at all. It's a very small margin. Where Sewell is better is because of just pure size and strength. And yeah, you wouldn't get that profile, but say Sewell never cleans up the bad stuff that we see on tape. He's no better than the guys that we're naming. He has right. to be coached. Is clean up a lot of his technique stuff yep. for him to be taken at that high, which I think he could do. But yeah. in terms of how skillful they are, or you want to talk about athletic profile, Cosme and him aren't that far apart. Nope. And, nope. and if you're able to get him in the second round, I just read a comment. A guy said, that's exactly why I want to get Sewell because there's so many offensive lines. That is the worst take I've ever that's, heard in my life. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the yeah. exact opposite. Yeah. Because that's three three else, no. stick around because so many. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the exact opposite. That's the reason why we want to take Jamar Chase early because you won't see it later. And and that's how you know I'm not all about like just getting wide receiver and I want to block or whatever. If you don't get Chase in the first or you don't get like any of the top tiers that guys like in a trade back situation and a wide receiver in the first, I'm I'm able to say, all right, cool, like let's just block and let's run football. And I don't even want to come back to wide receiver in the second. I'll come back to wide receiver in like the fourth. But my point is, you come back and you go get uh, Raddins, Leatherwood, one of these dudes like that, or Cosme, like, in the second. You then come back in the third or the fourth to go get just a sheer guard. They're saying yep. that Landon, Dick- Landon Dickerson – and the reason why I did that, Raddins, Leatherwood, Cosme, is because they have Two the potential – Alabama boy. <laughs> because they, they have the potential to play right tackle, right? But say uh-huh. that replay is good. Your backup plan is now that you know you have a guard because what did I say earlier? Guards always, you know, they work out. Right. So right. I'm not gonna say they always work out, but, but they work 90% out of the time. Yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah. And you're playing and you're putting in a guy that had no business being there. You cut like say he plays really, really well. That's your right tackle of the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Furthermore, you go back to the third round. Landon Dickerson and uh guys like uh Trey Smith from Tennessee, these guys that will also fall, and the only reason I say Landon Dickerson because it's his medical, but that's a first-round talent that could fall to the is, third is, or fourth Is round. he the one from Atlanta? Is he Or not Atlanta, but from, from Alabama, Alabama who tore his ACL? Right, but yeah. he was the yeah. one doing the cartwheels. The cartwheel, exactly. So, yeah, 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 I think he looks pretty good. 
but his medicals, like, they probably don't check out. So guys like that are going to fall because it's an influx of mm-hmm. offensive mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. got to stop living off of, well, we drafted, like, that doesn't matter right matter. now. It don't matter. We're like, talking about now, this year. It doesn't matter right now. Like, right. This year, these guys that we're talking about in the second, third round would have been drafted in the first or the beginning of the second last year. Just like a T. Higgins. If T. Higgins was in this draft, he would not even make it to 20. Like, yeah. that's the difference. Right. Like, like right. that's what that, but you can't tell them that that's why I said my right. only job is to give people information. The guy that's screaming in the chat that said, Well, that's the exact reason I would get Sue well. There's nothing you could do. <laughs> There's not you could you could bake him cookies and have Sue well, like I mean have Jamar Chase bring it to his front door and he still would say, Give me Sue. Well. I'm right. not here to change his right. mind. I'm just right. I'm, also, I'm just here to inform you on the talent level that's there. And this is the plan that I have. And I think Sue exactly. could, could work, but it, so, it, it, it's not going to work like you think. I promise you. And, and you know what, bro? The way you just laid out the draft for the Sewell people and the Chase people, you just did it perfectly. I mean, when you take Chase, there's not as much of, okay, now we got to do this, this. Because in the second round, we there's going to be somebody there, a Leatherwood, a, a yeah. We're going to so, there. You go. If you take Sewell, then like you said, then then you're just going to start down a path of needing of going ahead and taking another guard, or and then maybe looking at a, a wide receiver in the third round, uh, and. And it's not that, and it's not that that's a bad path, Jeremy. Like that could work, but to me, I just think that you have to do a lot to accommodate that. Yeah, and 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 that's the main point. It's like it it, it messes up a lot of people's comfort level on what you're currently building, and it it almost like you're going all the way back to the beginning, Mm -hmm. drafting them because now the, the the to me the game plan is. Very different, and if you're telling me you're playing at five, you know, like, like if you're telling me that you drafted him, you know, five, like, why are you playing him at guard? If he's going to be right. drafted at five, he needs to be playing at tackle, like, because that's the value right. of it, mm-hmm. right? He's exactly. not playing nothing. Like, I, I don't know. We, I, I could be talking about that forever. Like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll make this, I'll make this point real quick because we're we're over an hour. And I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you any longer. I appreciate all the time. Love having you, man. My, my my point to this whole thing, real quick. Chase, I think there's there's three wide receivers. I mean, we'll put Pitts in there too. Chase, Waddle, and uh, uh, Smith, and then you put Pitts in there. Past that, to me, there's a big drop off in wide receivers. In the offensive line. You got two of them. You got Sewell and Slater, which are good. But the rest of them, and like I said, like you said, we're looking for a guard in the second round, preferably a tackle that can play guard. But right. there's so many there. That's key. That's to, very to, key. Right to get that that wide receiver to get that get Chase up there is so huge. Like you just said, he's a plug and play. You put him in there, he can re- replace AJ Green. It opens the top up. You get Leatherwood. You get uh, Cosby. Any of these other guys are talking about that they're going one of them is going to be there in the second round. I guarantee you there's right. going to be somebody there in the second round that can at least play guard, hopefully can move out the tackle eventually. But at least all we need about worry about this year is guard. If you get that, right. dude, we're set. And I think we have a right. shot of making the playoffs if you do that. That's how big a cha- a, a, a piece chase and, and, is. And, and, and see and see how quick it is too. It's like it's 
And the reason why I come up with a lot of these things too is I don't I don't just come on and just wake up and I think of this. I do a lot of research and stuff like that. Right. And, and in conjunction with that, I like to talk to professionals like that play football like currently mm-hmm. right now. Now exactly. on part two, I did talk to Hugh Jackson and TJ, right? But yeah. off air, I tell TJ stuff like, you know, like not to go into our deep our conversations that much, but there's nobody that would disagree that. Ocho Cinco and Chris Henry didn't help TJ Hoosmanzada's career. You oh, know, yeah. like, it's good TJ Hoosmanzada is good. That's what I'm saying about Jamar Chase is that they have to understand that he could be great, mm-hmm. but if you have all these other wide receivers and weapons, yes. and now Joe and Joe Pre-Reed is able to understand this is absolutely where I'm going because I know that I got TB one-on-one with this guy. I got Jamar Chase one-on-one with this guy. And I got T Higgins one-on-one with this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like that in itself that helps helps the line like more than anything that you're willing to do. Because one thing that he was doing last year is like holding, holding the ball, waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to get open, mm-hmm. trying you to create, wait. Do, doing all that crazy stuff yep. he was doing at LSU. It's just not that simple in the NFL. And that right. in itself is major. That is major for Joe. Well, like, it, it, it goes back. It, it goes back to Chad and TJ and Chris in the 05 season. If they hadn't hurt Palmer, the Steelers couldn't stop the Bengals. That passing off it, they they had nobody to match up with those three guys. And if you got three Nothing. guys like that, that's a matchup nightmare. And like you said, as fast as as they'll get open. The offensive line doesn't have to hold, hold him up for that long for, for Joe to make his reads because Joe's going to know. Joe, Joe's already getting better. He's already good good as pre-snap reads as it is. I mean, he's going to get to the point where he knows where the ball's going to go. He looks at the matchup, make your play, look look him off, go deep, let's get six, and let's take it to the house. You know, I mean, that's how that's what, that's what this – that's how big I think Chase could be. Anyway, dude, it's like almost – it's 643. You've been on for over an hour. I appreciate you. I don't want to take any more of your time up. I know you got stuff going on. You're a busy guy. You and Zim are going to do something tomorrow. So check out their show tomorrow. I am Zim. <laughs> oh, Zim. Check out a- Ace and Zim. Man, you guys get Ace, Zim, that messes me. I know who you are. You're my boy, Zim. <laughs> but check out their show tomorrow after mine because Ace will be on my show tomorrow. But check out these guys. These guys are awesome. Like I said, Zim is a huge Bengal fan. He's a huge positive Bengal fan, and I absolutely love having you on the show, dude. You are awesome. Man, I thank Straight you for up. having me, man. I, I, I love you guys, man. I consider you guys family at this point. Yes, sir. Hey, oh, one thing, people are blowing up in the chat, too, which I don't know, maybe we can talk about this off air, that we should do. We should go live for the draft. So I don't know what you guys got, got planned for that, but I had a couple people – Say that in the chat. So anyway, I'm just gonna throw that out there in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a definitely go live. Like my roots, if anybody's followed me all this time, I, I probably made my strides on Instagram. So yeah. I never I never lose sight of that. So I probably for sure a hundred percent go live on Instagram draft night. I've had some of my favorite moments. I, I remember falling out on the ground when they uh, drafted like John Ross or, uh, or, or, or like when they, it, it, but I was, you know, like I was overcome with joy. I thought it was like crazy. Like I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be the first yeah. to by that. But uh, there was, there's some really good moments that people probably had me recorded from where I, <laughs> I deliver a viral moment. So if, yeah, exactly. If you do what, yeah. I'm going to say, if you get in a, in a live with me or something like that, you, you definitely will, 
uh, discover some, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know. It, people that know, like, they'll comment in here, like, you've ever seen a live with me on a Sunday? It's totally different than, if y'all think I'm fired up here, this is reserves in our show. <laughs> right, this, right. This, is, this is level one. Oh, dude, <laughs> that, that's the funny thing. It's, it's like, we, you and me get on the show, show together, we fire each other up, and we're just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> right, right. That's all, that's all I know. <laughs> I always exactly. say, I, I, I love my wife so much because she's the only person that probably like brings me back to reality. I'm like, right. she's like, hey, right. you want to oh, go yeah. do this? You, oh, you want to go, go eat there or whatever? I'm grabbing <laughs> keys, like, let's go. You know, like, I'm like this. Yep. This is really me. I'm really hitting the gas on everything. Yep. Yeah, right. Mrs. Mrs. Ice has calmed me down too. She's she's the perfect fit and putting up with all my silly Bengal stuff and red stuff and Bearcat stuff. So, anyway. I'll let you go, man. I gotta get to actually. I'm supposed to get to my uh, nephew's uh, lacrosse game here at eight o'clock, so I'm gonna roll so I can uh, get to that. But Zim, appreciate you, brother. And appreciate you again, you as always, man. Thank you very I much. Do. All right, man. You and Jeremy, stay stay out there, y'all. Keep on doing what you're doing. Man. All right, bro. Who day, brother? Who day? That was a freaking blast. I don't know. I had. I dude. I I love that guy. I, I love do. Zim. I know I called him Ace, but I love Zim. Zim is <laughs> that's my boy. Dude, Freaking love that dude. You're getting all of your Bengals information in an hour and what, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. You guys should love this. I mean, because it, it don't get much better than that unless you want to pay ESPN 10 bucks a month to watch, uh, <laughs> you know, right. uh, cowhead blabber on. Right, exactly. One thing I want to put put up there real quick is uh, Bengal Jim's got this pub crawl. I wanted to bring that up, but me and Zim got rolling, so <laughs> didn't get yeah, yeah, a chance yeah, yeah. to. But that's this, this Saturday show. All you Bengal fans out there, you want to go to the pub crawl, make sure you join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll be able to join right at 10 o'clock because I do work on Saturdays, but pretty good chance I'll be there by the time we get to the Holy Grail. So I just wanted to put that out there for my for my, my boy, Bengal Jim. And let's get to the Facebook groups. That let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. Hootay Nation. Cincinnati Reds, rounding third, heading for home. Bearcat country. Hey, Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar. Uh, you can follow me on my Facebook page, Sport, uh, Strawberry Ice, or Sports with Strawberry Ice. I have 1,020 likes. I have 1,107 followers on that page. That is awesome. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Jeff A. Trenopal. I have 390 followers on there. Not as big as Facebook, but we're working on getting that bigger. I'm also on Instagram, TikTok. I'm going to try to start doing some more stuff on Instagram. So if you guys like Instagram more, I'm trying to, to spread out. You know, it's just all Facebook. I'm trying to get Facebook and Twitter and everything else. The podcast, like I said, it blew up yesterday. Chad Brennan was on there. It was awesome. So make sure you guys, if you missed any of the show and you can't sit here for an hour and watch the show, you want to listen to it at work tomorrow, tomorrow or at lunch or whatever, download the podcast. I'm on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Bean Pod, pretty much wherever you get your your uh, podcast. Make sure you like, rate, and review. Give me a five star review; I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, my original berries, you guys are killing it. I'm at 1,020 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Let's get to you know 2,000, 100,000, 300,000. Let's sky's the limit, baby. Let's go. What what's that? What's guy? What's guy? Other than that, Jeremy, not known as Dimebag Dean. Okay, <laughs> yep, let's roll on out of here. <laughs> I sure will, man. And um, like you said, we, we can't thank enough people. All the Bengals groups let us on. Uh, you 
you guys are crazy Bengal fans, and we love every one of you, and we love every one of you for watching us. Yeah, it's freaking – Bengals fans are the best. I don't care what anybody says. Yep. You, you, may hate, you may hate it one week, love it the next, but we're all together. That's all that matters. And until tomorrow, I guess that is it. So, as always – Everybody! Remember one thing, and one thing only, and that is – you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. Go Reds. Who day? And let's keep building this channel, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. Who day? Go Reds. I have no idea if the game started or not, but I'm going to go check it out here. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!